Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Guess what I did last night, Matt? What, Doug got to bed early in, in preparation for this party that we're going to have right now? <laughs> no, I went to the pre-party, which was... Uh... Open mic night played played an open mic night with my band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was this at the uh, Black Mountain? What's it called? Town Pump? Uh, no, it wasn't a Town Pump. It was White Horse. Is that White Horse? Which is the little White Horse fun. Black Market? That place? White Horse Black Mountain. Yep. Black Mountain. Okay. <laughs> not not the clothing store. White House Black Mountain. Black no, Mountain. No, no, no. White. White. Okay, well that's good. And how was how was the crowd response? Oh, like, I mean, all like eight people that were there were just loving it. Yeah, yeah, they were so into it. They got it. That's, that's your job as the drummer. You got to be able to look in that back row and get that guy tapping his foot. So that, I know that eighth that's, guy that's, back that there. That was the goal. We wanted everybody bobbing their head or tapping their foot. There, awesome, good. <laughs> well, yeah, good. I'm, I need to hear one of you guys' songs. Is it like didgeridoo kind of hippie music? Is that <laughs> no, not at all. Sort of fish. It, it it was streamed live on our Facebook page. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah. All right. So not I'll, our I'll, Facebook I'll page, sh- right? Not not the Nomi Athlete Facebook page. <laughs> no. And that was I was I was like really terrified of that because they used my phone <laughs> to uh, to do it. I was like, whatever you do, please don't post this live on Nomi Athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Although who knows? Maybe that would have been really good for Nomi Athlete. Yes. Who knows? Maybe that would have just been the thing that changed everything. Nomi Athlete. <laughs> launched us into the cast maybe. maybe we could have built it as our as as the actual no meat athlete radio um party which is what this is we're having a party that's what this is i have made a, a second cup of green tea this morning Doug, just just to get myself really amped up for this party i have a fresh fresh large glass of green smoothie mm-hmm. and a coffee and i'm ready to go that's how we do it <laughs> that's, that's how we have fun yes so this is our 200th episode party even though uh it is it is neither a party nor is it really our 200th episode this is like 207 or something now mm-hmm. um but we figured we just kind of have fun we've we've had a few more interviews recently which is good and we've got a lot more scheduled we have we're, we're kind of starting to take things a little bit more seriously as far as planning goes um which definitely means we'll have i think some more serious content or at least at least, uh, I don't not hard hitting journalism type content, but you know, address some topics, not just me and you goofing off. But this one, this episode is me and you goofing off. We're gonna we're gonna look at, uh, you know, celebrate this podcast. We're gonna look at some of our most popular episodes and talk about which ones are, why they are, what we think, and uh, just kind of just kind of wing it. So I'm I'm still iTunes is now going to have stats, apparently, and we're going to know who likes what episodes and all that. But still, I, I kind of feel like we're in the dark with this thing, right? We, we uh, I don't know. I feel like over the past year, we've embraced the idea that we just sort of, uh, I don't know, have, have, you know, shoot the S back and forth here and, and have fun. And, and people seem to like those episodes, and we get a lot of really good response about those things on Twitter. People just, you know, seem to feel like part of the community with that. Um, but then when you look at our list of popular episodes, most of them are not that they're they're usually more you know specific topics that we're we're talking about so i still don't really know what people like and uh i'm looking forward to learning more about that but i think it's also kind of cool that we're just doing our own thing and and it seems to be working and it does seem to be working we uh the past two months have gone well over two hundred thousand downloads each month which is the first time we've ever done that in consecutive months so that was a big deal and uh 
growing growing really fast. We have more downloads than we've ever had before. So that is all all quite exciting to me. Yeah, I mean, I, it's I, you know, I think that that um, you know, while while they they might not be the most downloaded episodes, these ones where we're just kind of hanging out and having right. fun. People seem to like it, and we have fun doing it. So I think uh, you know, moving forward, as we do get a little more serious with some some hard hitting <laughs> interviews, some gotcha journalism, <laughs> gotcha journalism, you know, where we hit the streets and really, <laughs> and really see what people are made of. Um, <laughs> there will be plenty of us just hanging out as well, because you know, there we enjoy those, and I think uh, some people do as well. So yes, try to mix it up. Yes, and on that note, before we get started, on the note of having more downloads than ever, um, it is still a little bit scary for me that we have we've made this decision to move away from from advertising revenue, at least in a traditional sense. Uh, we did announce last week that we have the Nomad Athlete Tribe now, which is something that we really built with podcast listeners in mind. Uh, it's kind of a, a listener support community program chance to get some live Q&A action with uh, me and you, Doug. And uh, there's been a really nice response to that so far. Uh, but obviously, it's it's hard to uh, to replace ad revenue. So so we are gonna kind of keep keep reminding people about that. Um, but I will add that that now, while it's getting started, is actually a really good chance to get in there uh, before the Q and A sessions get really crowded and all that. So you know, it, it, I, I can promise you, if you if you show up to a Q and A session from from it now, um, you will have lots and lots of one on one attention because it's still you know great response, but but still the numbers are are small compared to what I hope they will be one day. So anyway, that's all at nomadathlete.com slash tribe if you are interested in learning more about uh, that. And thanks to the people who have already joined. joined. Absolutely. Huge thanks to that. that yeah. I mean, those people, that's that is, that is uh, that's what we need. In addition to people just downloading and sharing, of course. That is wonderful as well. But uh, the the support in terms of, you know, to, why why euphemize? Euph, is, can you say euphemize? <laughs> sure. Why well, use another word, right? People who pay us money um, to to help these episodes happen that that really does help keep it going. So thank you. Okay. All right. Good. Let's jump in, Doug. Um, we don't have a huge plan here, but we're gonna just dive in and see what happens. Uh, I found I pulled up this morning our list of most downloaded episodes ever, and I am actually pretty surprised at what the one is. Uh, the number one episode is uh, with Dr. John McDougall and the healthiest diet on the planet, which uh, I'm only surprised not because it's a bad information. It's just a, kind of a different. It's like it's not really. A, we don't talk about his uh, starch-based diet very much. That episode was, I would say, a little bit controversial because he. I mean, from a health sense, a nutrition sense, he kind of um, questions whether whether rich in micronutrients is necessarily a good thing for foods. We typically think that foods that are loaded with vegetables and minerals and, and other micronutrients uh, are the best we can be eating. And I I, stand, I, I tend still to believe that. Uh, but he, he kind of argues the other way a little bit there. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of surprised to see that that one is number one. But that one has 50,000 downloads, which is head and shoulders above uh, even number two. So I, I, I find that interesting. Yeah, and... Yeah. So, did you did you remember taking away much from that episode? I remember being just interested and and excited to like look through his book and think about eating from that from that perspective. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried to incorporate more starches after that episode. I oh, really yeah? I really liked that that interview. Yeah. It you know it I I I can kind of understand where you're coming from there, right? Because I mean his his thing is starches that I guess he believes that is healthy, but certainly as far as designing a diet goes 
that people say that that sort of thing, like you need a thing that helps with compliance. And Furman's thing seems to be um, a little bit more of the fats, and that that is what he tends to go towards. McDougal doesn't like the fats, but he does like the starch, and the starch is what tastes good and helps people feel really full. So um, it's not surprising that you know that that type of diet is one is a very appealing thing to do, even if the fat content is very very low on it. Yeah. Cool. So that's number one. Um, like I said, big surprise. Next one. This is interesting to me. Number two and number ten of our most popular episodes ever. And we have, uh, according to, to our stats, <clears throat> it says two hundred thirty-seven in here. I think some of those are Academy episodes, so they they don't count. But what are we? Two hundred seven podcast episodes or something? Two hundred. Yeah, this is two hundred seven. Yeah. So Pamela Ferguson, who is is my friend, met her um, at. She was a member of the Nomad Athlete Toronto group. She is a nutrition PhD and registered dietitian, uh, and is is a a um, coworker of mine. I guess you would call it in uh, Light Drop, our company that makes Complement, they the our vegan supplement with B12, DHA, EPA, and D3. Uh, so she has the number two episode and the number ten episode out of out of two hundred, which is kind of interesting to me. She's the only person I think who ha- who has a distinction like having two in the top 10 other than she me. And a- actually, if you're just looking at the past 100 episodes or after 100, 100 and above, does that make mm-hmm. sense? She actually has number two and number five. So that's even oh, better. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Not, not surprising because those are really good episodes and I always enjoy talking to her and this makes me realize we need to have Pamela back on again sometime to, to talk about something new. Um, but the, the, the number two episode that she, or the, you know, our number two overall episode, which she was a part of, um, was kind of just the general introduction to Pamela episode um, about practical vegan nutrition, speed walking ultramarathons, and living intentionally. And there we talked a lot about um, the living intentionally part is kind of in, in being a parent to a lot of children. I think it's four. Um, <laughs> I'm blanking whether it's four or six. Leo Babauta from Zen Habits has six, and I always mix people up if they're four or six. Um <laughs> Good too, shout too out there for Leo. That yes, good. exactly, which is a nice throwback <laughs> to the old days. Um, any more than two, I'm saying, is too many. So all these people have too many children. But <laughs> um, anyway, so that was that one. And, and the number 10 episode that Pamela was a part of was uh, Moderation, Sensible, or Slippery Slope. And I really like that discussion. Uh, just kind of, I'm, I like the habit change stuff and the philosophy. And that question is this idea of like, is is moderation, everyone likes to... to um, go to that, right? Like that's when you, as soon as you start having a diet discussion about, about veganism with somebody, they'll be like, Oh, I just got to tell you, I'm not vegan. And then they'll say, but you know, a little bit here and there. And then like everything in moderation. Right. And I'm like, yeah, right. Exactly. But, uh, this, this topic goes more into that. And, uh, you know, we talk about whether that is actually a good diet advice or not. It, I think uh, the conclusion that we kind of drew was yes, moderation is really good. Um, if you can actually get yourself to do it. So right. the Blue Zones, which is happens to be our number eight episode, not with Dan Butner, just me and you talking about the Blue Zones, although I'd like to get Dan on. Um, you know, that I think what's so appealing about those lifestyles, those Blue Zones lifestyles, these these longest lived cultures around the world, is that they, they seem to practice moderation in a lot of things. And it seems that that's maybe plays a role in them uh, in having low stress levels and that has a role in their longevity probably so like moderation is an awesome thing when you actually reach some sort of steady state and that moderation is a part of that what i think is really hard is the slippery slope aspect that most people who say moderation is going to be the solution to my diet woes and it's going to be how i 
get myself healthy by practicing moderation, it usually doesn't work. It seems like for the most part, that just leads to, you know, a bigger and bigger allowances and indulgences. And eventually you're back to where you started because you quote unquote moderated too much. Right. The thing with moderation is that, I, you know, I just don't think that it works if you're trying to make a change. It works if you are, I don't know, if you've been vegan for a number of years, for example, and you want to, or you've been, I don't know, a whole food, plant-based vegan for a number of years and paid a lot of attention to your, your diet. And then, you know, you know, you can be moderate. You can occasionally have, I don't know, like vegan junk food or whatever, and you're not going to fall back into it probably. But when you're trying to make a big change, when you're trying to make a drastic change from like an unhealthy diet to a healthy diet or to start running for the very first time or something like that, and you're trying to, you know, hide behind the mask of moderation, I just, I just don't think it works. Yeah, this is uh, this is a complicated discussion, right? Because then this <laughs> then this goes back to the small steps approach that we talk about, which is actually right. different from the moderation thing. Um, it is, yeah. And but so I don't want to go into all those details, and honestly, I don't remember all those details. But Pamela and I did talk about that aspect, like how you know is this the same as small steps, or is it different? How how does how does the idea that we shouldn't necessarily moderate when we're trying to make a change? How does that? Uh, you know, how, how's that consistent with the small steps when we're trying to make a change idea? And there is some consistency. So anyway, that's a really good episode. Um, it's called Moderation, Sensible or Slippery Slope with Pamela Ferguson, RD, PhD. So shout out to Pamela there for having two of our top 10 episodes. I think that is pretty incredible and uh, a great reason to have Pamela back on sometime. Yes, absolutely. Maybe, maybe many times in the next 100 episodes. Maybe she'll become the new Doug. Wait a minute. <laughs> maybe she'll become the new Matt. <laughs> or maybe she'll just be a third wheel. Oh, no, not the third wheel. She'll just be equal. a third leg. A of third, a, of she'll a be the legged stool. Yeah, the tripod. The she'll be the I don't know whatever you call it. The support leg. The, yeah. <laughs> the thing that holds us all together. Yes, the glue. The glue. Let's keep going. Keep firing them off. What else we got? <laughs> yeah. What else might she be? Uh, she could be. <laughs> She could be the corner of a. She could be the binding ingredient. Egyptian. No, wait, hold on. Pyramids have four. Pyramids were built by aliens, Doug. Did you know that? Oh I, no, I didn't know that. I've just come across these conspiracy theories and found them actually very interesting. There's even there's even structures on other planets in our solar system and moons of planets in our solar system that some people believe were built by aliens. Oh, that's cool. So there's a Doug's. Did you know? <laughs> um. We, we don't need to go in this, but I kind of want to. <laughs> what, you have a Doug's Did You Know? No, no, no. Uh, I just have um, this. Uh, so in Peru, never mm-hmm. mind. I don't want to go into it. Never mind. Save Some of for, the stonework that they do. Did you know. yeah, okay, there you go. There you go. At the end of this episode. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe next. I gotta <laughs> At the end of this answer. episode, maybe we'll discuss ancient aliens and did they create structures mm. on this earth. Stick around. <laughs> <find out. laughs> right. What better reason is there to stick around? <laughs> So, all right, so the next most popular episode after Pamela's uh, within the past 100 episodes was actually one that we did live and then re-recorded as a podcast because we didn't like how it went when we did it live. That Is that 20- right? Yeah, 27 books that will change your life. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're looking at a different list then, Doug. We, we are looking at different <laughs> lists because I, I, I sent you my list, which is the past 100 episodes. Ah, okay. Sort of, sort okay. Yeah, and I'm looking at all time. All right, that's fine because that is You're on my at... that is on my list as well. But uh, go ahead. So yeah, we recorded that live, right? And then we and then we redid it. We recorded it live, so you could have chimed in and watched it on Facebook Live. Then we didn't like it, so we we redid it. But 27 books that changed my life, and I I liked this episode. It was where we kind of collected our 
favorite books, not really how-to books or anything like that. So not how-to running books or, or how-to nutrition books, but, um, you know, just books that had a big impact on us as far as motivation levels go or inspiration, ones that we keep turning back, coming back to. Yeah, I like that episode as well. Uh, I am a big books person, and it sounds like, Doug, you, you are kind of a big books person as well. Kind of. Um, we ta- I think we, in that we talked about nutrition. We kind of broke it up into nutrition books slash food, maybe some fitness running, and then maybe a cookbooks category. So I think we did something like that, although we had habits and mindset too. So we had a few mm-hmm. little categories there. But anyway, it was a good opportunity to mention uh, pretty much all the books that, I, that have really had big impacts on me, and I, I would imagine you as well, although we didn't get into the fiction category too much there. But, uh, yeah, I like that, and I'm glad. Do you have a big fiction book that changed your life? No, I really don't. Uh, I just I don't, I just can't get into them. I don't, I, I really, I don't say that with any ego. I know that I, I've been around people who, who look down on fiction books, and they, they are so proud that they only read nonfiction. <laughs> and I don't, I try not to be that person. I don't, I don't look down on it. I wish that I was more into fiction, but I just haven't really found any that, that are that good. Mm-hmm. Do you? No, I don't think so. Not uh, no. What's that? What's that movie? Everyone, not Children of the Corn, but uh, <laughs> the the, <laughs> the Atticus Finch. What's that one? What's that one? Harry Potter. To Kill Atticus, a Mockingbird, maybe. To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh yeah, yeah, Atticus. Yeah. Did I sure. get the right book? Because there's another. Oh, there's also Lord of the Flies. It's one of those. Of and I haven't read either one of these books. I'm I'm ignorant. You have not read either one of those. Somehow books? I missed them in high school. I, How I, did you get by high school? Without... I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. I was oh, I was man. in the good classes too. We. I mean, we I, don't all really, the, I don't really remember garbage. liking Lord of Flies that much, but I did like um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. And you know what else I really liked was. Oh, it's gonna come to me. Catcher in the Rye. I liked Catcher in the Rye. We named our son Holden. Uh, we named him Holden by via inspiration from Catcher in the Rye. I wouldn't say we named him after Holden Caulfield, but it was it gave us the idea. Hmm. So, what'd you really like? When did you notice know this stuff? Nineteen eighty four. No, you'd remember that one. You'd know that. <laughs> of course, I remember that one. Slaughterhouse Five. <laughs> no. Oh man, I can't. Uh, why is it not coming to me? I carried it around in my back pocket for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sid, Sid's book? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> the it's the same size as Sid's book. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Well, we'll wait. We, well, we're in no hurry. Well, <laughs> yeah. While we uh, keep going. All right. Classic books. All right. No, oh, look it up. you read Animal Farm? Yeah, I like that one. I like George Orwell's <laughs> books. Love. Okay. What, you don't like Animal Farm? I mean, I don't really remember liking it. I don't remember enjoying it. Are you a communist, Doug? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no. All right. Let's keep going. Ooh, The Outsiders. I remember that one. I was in a play of The Outsiders when I was in seventh grade. Oh, that's cool. I believe I was Pony Boy. Pony Boy. All right. I think we should move on. So I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that we can do a podcast where we can do an episode about books, and it can be one of our most popular ever, popular ones ever. That, that to me is a good sign and uh makes me respectful and thankful for our audience yes absolutely all right um so on my list all time list number three and four are kind of similar staple foods in the vegan athlete's pantry and what we Mm -hmm. eat on a typical day 
And we did those episodes, interestingly, or they, we published them only one week apart from each other. So back in summer of 2015, when I was between houses, uh, I guess that type of environment, that that having that little bit of struggle, maybe maybe helped me make good podcast episodes because uh, <laughs> because we did two back to back that are number three and four episodes ever, and uh, both about kind of the same topic, really. I mean, those could have been out in one episode. Maybe Sounds we should like just you need to keep struggle more. Maybe. You need to do something in your life that <laughs> make your life more difficult. Anyway, those two episodes were pretty good, if I remember correctly. Yeah, a lot of good information. I mean, they were both inspired by, we knew they'd be good because they were based on, not based on, inspired by blog posts that were very popular, which is how we got ideas for some of our best episodes. Um, yeah, so not not nothing too surprising there. And... While I'm on that topic, the paleo versus vegan debate was also one of our our most popular ones ever, and that um, you know also based on a blog post, paleo versus vegan, that was uh, one of our most popular, still is, and in that we we people probably have this sense, but that we we kind of tried to bridge those two very different at least diets that are thought to be very different, and that's why we think about the the two groups as fighting each other when in fact there's really a lot that that is in common. So. Um, Trying not to not to add to the you know not to stoke the fire of vegans versus paleos, but rather kind of say like yeah like we disagree a lot and and there are some pretty big things, but compared to the way most people eat, the other ninety five percent of people in the in the, this country at least in the U S. but uh, probably probably the world to a lesser extent, um, you know they eat so so different. They don't eat whole foods. They don't they eat all this processed junk. And so like the fact that we're fighting as if we're so totally opposite camps is a little bit weird to me. Right? We are all we're Mm-hmm. We're all kind of doing better than what the standard American diet does as far as health and the environment goes, uh, and, and animals. When I, I include animals when I say the environment. So anyway, we just, we just try, to, try to make friends there. Yeah, you know, I bet that that's probably our most disappointing episode. <laughs> because people want, want the controversy? Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe. I don't know. Don't you think there's some people who are listening to that and like, oh, I'm going to get revved up, and then we just kind of talk about how... <laughs> How much we have common? <laughs> if that's true, then I'm glad to be that because I I don't like revving people up and just you know that that person I'm not into. I don't want them listening. Okay, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, on that note, this is this is not one of our most popular episodes yet, but we we did a fairly controversial episode with the with the vegan documentaries thing. We said our vegan documentaries okay. good for the movement. That was only three episodes ago, so most people have probably listened to that one. Um, but like since then, I have heard of probably five people who watch What the Health and are now trying uh, to be vegan, like are inspired oh, really? to do it. Yeah, like people just my my kids' teachers and different things like that. Just kind of random people who, huh. who I would you know wouldn't really think not that I wouldn't think they'd they'd be good candidates for veganism. Just people who you know just random people would would otherwise give me no sign of being a one day vegan. Uh, so yeah, I think it's I think it's. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it, it proves our point that, that we did ultimately conclude, yes, these are good for the movement. I wouldn't say it proves it, but because we don't, you know, most people who, who the fact of the matter probably is that most people who go vegan from these, from something as, as quick an experience that is, you know, just a documentary, uh, they probably don't stay vegan for all that long. And then I hope I'm not, uh, I hope I'm not upsetting someone by that or, or overgeneralizing because certainly there are some people who do last, but my guess is that the majority... Uh, if, if all it takes is a documentary to get you doing it, I'm guessing they don't last long. I hope they do, but I'm guessing they don't. So, but not not that we have to rehash this debate. I think this is the third episode that we've talked about it in recently. Mm-hmm. But um, 
but I, I still think that's a good thing. I mean, I still think that's a win because then yes, they I do too. have a much better understanding of what it is. And... and I think that's kind of what was behind our conclusion. We said, yes, even if these things, are, you know, get people to be vegan and then and then they don't last long or this creates a lot of people who don't like veganism, at least it gets people talking about it and, and people really thinking about it. To, to actually do it, you need to actually learn what it is and fully understand it and sort of see the world through vegan eyes for a little while at least. And I think that is a good thing even if it doesn't last. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good. Uh, I've only got one more on my my top ten list here that I have. Actually, two more that I haven't mentioned yet. What what else do you have, Doug? Um, well, so supplements seems to be a pretty that popular one of topic here. Mm-hmm. And so up next below the books, so number four on the past one hundred episode is supplements for vegans. What do we need? There you go. Interviewing Matt Tolman, who is my partner in uh, Light Drop, which I mentioned before, where we work with Pamela Ferguson. And uh, yeah, I like it. It's, it's just a good, very in-depth episode about supplements for vegans. We talk about more things than actually are in complement, but uh, this, this episode was, was kind of integral, in the in, and discussions like in this episode uh, were a big part of, of creating that product and deciding that we wanted only those three things in there not to include the other three or four things that we talked about in the Supplements for Vegans episode that, that one might include, and, uh, you know, there's maybe, but, but it's a little bit less universally agreed upon. So uh, that, is, that is a really good one if you want to learn about supplements and just learn about nutrition and micronutrients in general. Uh, supplements for Vegans, what do we need? Anything else, yep. Doug, to say about supplementation other than that you are a compliment user? I am a daily compliment user. <laughs> there you go. And I dig it. I'm a compliment abuser. Abuser? Mm-hmm. I tend, I overdo it. You over, you, that, the whole point, Matt, is that it's just what you need. I Nothing know. more. I know, but it's affecting my social life, the amount that I'm using it. It's just, just Oh, no. This is bad. Um, all right. The last one I have, Doug, on my list of most popular all-time episodes, number five, actually, is this one. I've, I've been skipping around a little bit. Yeah, is a little, another, I guess, sort of controversial how not to be the punchline of a vegan of the vegan um, at a dinner party joke, which is one that you and I did back Doug in my old house just before it got destroyed by flooding and, and forced me to be homeless for a couple months. Not really homeless. I, I had friends, of course, that let us stay there, and so I shouldn't even I shouldn't even say that we were homeless. And you were one of them, and Doug. My Your grandmother was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Nana there. <laughs> um, but that one. You know, I think we we talked about our approach, and it is a shared approach of ours that uh, is about just not being the typical, the militant vegan who ap- at least appears on the surface to be out to change everybody and tell everyone that they are wrong for not being vegan. You could argue that our approach is really just a more subtle way of of kind of the same goal, right? That like if we if we need an, if the point of not being a militant vegan is so that we can get more people to become vegan, then maybe we're out to do the exact same thing but uh i think there's a tremendous difference <laughs> in the in the way to do it and uh you know we talked there about kind of being able to laugh at yourself and go along with a joke and if someone makes a makes a joke about you not being able to eat the hamburgers or whatever or you know which they just do that you're going to get jokes like that and people make i have an uncle who for a long time just like would bring out, bring out a piece of lettuce and say here's your dinner matt like um, when the rest of the family was getting whatever they were they were having uh so like I don't know. I just I just learned to be okay with that, and, and eventually it got like okay. Like I would roll my eyes secretly in my head about it, but I thought by me just showing that I could 
you know, laugh along, make fun of myself, but still be pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know. I don't know about strong, but like clearly be secure in my choice and value Confident. and not, right. Yeah. Not be upset about this. Uh, I tend to think that's a good thing for, for this vegan movement. And I know there are different approaches and different ways of reaching different types of people, but, uh, that's one that I, I feel pretty strongly about. And I think you do too. And I think it's, I think it's why people like the way we, we do stuff personally. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the more I, the more success, I, the most success I've had is when <laughs> at converting people no, at, um, you know, just at making it less of a big deal is by make not making it a big deal. You know, making it making jokes right back with them about myself or, or a you know kind of a, a jokes towards them as well. But you know, lighthearted, not like in the attacking way, and uh, and that always seems to diffuse the situation. Not that it's like heated, but it always just kind of seems to like, all right, well, we can joke about this, and it's not a big deal, and uh, and maybe I'll learn more about it. You know, maybe I'll. Later in the in the dinner, I'll ask you know what you are eating and whether it's any good, and maybe I'll give it a shot and that kind of thing. Right. So I uh, someone might criticize that as being spineless or something, but I think to me it is more you know like Aikido that that uh, martial arts where you kind of redirect energy of somebody rather mm-hmm. than like resisting, you sort of just go with the energy and and I don't know. But it, to, to me, it seems like that right. It's like it's like not standing up and causing an immediate conflict, but instead going with it. And then redirecting that energy so that that person ends up leaving with a, a, a kind of more positive view of, of your diet choice. Right. Good. Good stuff. Very good, good stuff. stuff. All right. So that's my that's my top ten list. I don't want to go specifically through more of them, but uh, Doug, do you have more uh, just that are interesting to pull out? I'm just going to glance through and see if there's any more that are noteworthy here. Yeah. So so some others that are kind of um, kind of fun that I like to uh, that I like to bring up. One is with your dad. That was number seven on the last 100 episodes. And I love this episode. I know that you, I don't know if you like this episode or not. but With my dad? Where we, yeah. Yeah, I like my dad. He's good. <laughs> you like that episode? Yeah. Yeah, of course okay. I do. Okay. <laughs> well, it was, we interviewed your dad who, at the age of 63, went plant-based and uh, saw some drastic changes. And, you know, just, it made a pretty big shift, right? Because he was kind of doing a paleo thing for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just uh, you know what I loved was his enthusiasm in that episode. Oh, yeah, and enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, about the diet. Just like he went all in. Yes, on big time. And it was fun. It was a fun episode. So check that one out. And then another one that jumps out at me in the top ten is uh, rethinking our morning routines. Uh huh. Remember that episode? I remember that one. That is that is in my all time top twenty. When I say mine, I'm just looking at the list of all time most downloaded episodes, <laughs> but it's a different one than you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, that is, that is a good one. Uh, the morning routines thing always an interesting topic. I do think I don't know if we talked about this in that. Maybe we did. Maybe the rethinking was exactly this. I think it was saying that like there's this thing on the internet, this obsession with routine and minutia, and like we want to know exactly. I, there was some dumb book that came. Well, no, I shouldn't say it was a dumb book. There was a book that came out. <laughs> I think it was called Morning Rituals or something, and and the one of the big bullet points on it was why Beethoven used exactly sixty two coffee beans in his morning coffee, and I, I don't think it's a dumb book. I think it's a good book, but I haven't read it. But I, I don't think it's a bad thing for pursuing this and saying let's try to model what people who are really successful are doing. But like, there's a line that you go over when it just becomes obsessing over some detail that 
only mattered to that one person and and probably wouldn't have mattered to that one person if they didn't if they didn't really know i mean i don't know so i i think that's that's where a lot of people go astray is they start just trying to replicate exactly these morning routines that don't really uh match their personality so i don't know i think that's kind of a problem i think that is what our what our rethinking was about you know i think in the digital age where we have a more personal access what you even if it's kind of perceived and and not true access where we have more personal access to authority figures you know to leaders within different communities to professional athletes you know to authors and all this stuff you know because they're posting on social media and they're doing kind of these personal things and you feel like you can kind of comment i have noticed that anytime somebody like rich roll posts a new video or something like that half of the comments are what running shoes are you wearing or (laughs) yeah you know like all this like really stuff really i don't know detailed things that don't really matter right i mean like that's not what makes him successful is running shoes yeah and i think i think Doug, that's a kind of a specific example of this general theme that rich roll has talked about uh which is interesting that you use him as the example because he he has that really popular blog post about back when he used to do more blog posts i think it was called quit life hacking and invest in the journey or something like that or why you should quit life Mm. life hacking and invest in the journey and i know that like asking what running shoes someone is wearing is not searching for a life hack but I kind of do think that is looking for a shortcut, right? And it's like it's way easier to go right. buy the exact same shoes that Rich Roll wears than it is to, you know, totally change your whole life at age 40 and then do all the training it takes to compete in Ultraman, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's just entirely different. And that that to me is sort of life hack versus investing in the journey. And uh, I mean, I guess it's unfortunate. It's the way it is, right? That's it's just what people do. They, they just they want to know that that quick, easy potential solution and it and of course right. it's not a, not a really good mindset but what are you gonna do or they or they hide or, or they use that as an excuse not to even get started like oh well rich didn't tell me what shoes he <laughs> right, wears and right. i can't start running until i know what shoes right he wears. or like yeah. or like rich roll can afford 150 dollars shoes but i you know who am i i couldn't do that right. so I'm, right. I'm not even gonna try yeah, to do what exactly. he does um uh, yeah and that's that's ridiculous uh i am noticing doug as we are here talking that we we do these replay episodes every now and then. Not not very often, but every now and then we'll we'll play a replay. Maybe we'll give a little different intro for it uh, when we are traveling or something. And I am going to be traveling soon. I'll talk about that maybe at the end. Um, but our vegan did at a dinner party episode. The rewind episode of that has thirty six thousand downloads. So that if you would add that to the other one, which isn't quite fair, I know. Um, that would be far and away the number one episode. That would that would have fifty percent more downloads total than than the the current number one McDougal does. So hmm. I don't know if we need to put any stock in that or uh, probably not because we're probably just choosing these because they are popular ones. So we we like to replay them. Um, uh-huh. But anyway, those uh, yeah, that's totally not fair because then someone who subscribed automatically downloads the exact same thing they downloaded a couple months ago. Yeah, but not all the replays are that high up. I, I do think that they maybe get shared around or something like that again and get more popular. Like, so the 15 rules to live by replay is also mm-hmm. in the top 10 of, of, uh, the past 100 episodes. So we, we originally did it in the first 100 episodes ah. and we replayed it. And gotcha. The, and the other, and it's, it's a good one too. I don't know if we want to talk about that one. But. Yes. I like that one. We've, I guess let's talk about that because we have done some rules episodes recently. Um, I, I really do think that it's one of our very best episodes. It just it was us giving very general. We didn't pick a category. We just said 
what are the rules that you and I like would say are our rules that we live by? And and we said we're not going to put don't cheat on your spouse and be a good parent. Like we're not going to put the the obvious ones that I think most people should have as their rules. We're going to pick the ones that we think um you know, would at least have some interest to them and, and because they're maybe not universal, maybe the, maybe somebody would disagree. Uh, but they are the ones that we have we have uh, you know can credit with whatever whatever success in life we've had. Um, so I, I really like that episode. I think we had some really good advice in there. I don't remember all of them that they were, even though I did listen to that one again. Uh, but I enjoyed that one, and we got some really good feedback on it. And we've done other rules episodes since then. It's more like uh, we did a running rules you can safely ignore. I think we did uh, food rules for eating healthy without stress. Uh, similar, we wanted to still do a kind of a food myth busting rule or episode but we haven't done that one yet and what else doug any more uh, any more noteworthy things here robert cheek makes an appearance in in our 10 through 20 makes a couple appearances actually robert and and sid Mm -hmm. does as well good old sid buddy sid um you know what uh is interesting to me and it has always surprised me because i feel like these aren't episodes that i would necessarily jump on the Q and A episodes always do really good. Yep, I know what you mean, and I am I am similarly surprised. Like I think a Q and A session is great when you can be a part of it. I don't find myself always listening to replays of Q and A sessions because, uh, frankly, I'm not interested in most of the questions that people ask. Right? Like I get, and, and of course, we try to pick the ones that we think have some broad appeal to them. We don't answer somebody's specific question about. I don't know. What shoes do you have? <laughs> we probably would answer that one. <laughs> yeah, we probably, we probably would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, they, they always are popular, the, the questions episodes, which was part of the reason why we're doing the tribe thing and doing the Q&As in the tribe uh, so, that, so that people right. can actually ask those questions now rather than just submitting them or emailing them to us and then us, us picking them out from there to put on the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Well, Doug, what else? That... Uh, that is part one, I guess, of our little party here. Do we have any more anything else to do to celebrate this two hundredth episode of ours? <laughs> well, I mean, this was pretty epic. I don't know <laughs> what else we could do? You know, what we didn't do is getting noisemakers. I was gonna get uh, noisemakers for us, and I forgot. Yeah. Oh, we even promised them last time. I <laughs> did we? Well, you know what we did? Uh, I do. Sorry, okay. we talked what? in the hundredth episode about doing some sort of event, and. I think we had people fill out a survey, and I don't remember what the level of interest in that was. We definitely got some people saying they'd be really interested in it. But um, the more I think about that, the more I do think that'd be fun. And I'm not making any promises that we will do that. And uh, as as a, a card-carrying introvert, I, I need to, uh, you know, just, just be measured in my dealing with an event <laughs> so as not to get stressed out. But I, I just do think that this podcast community, for, for whatever reason, there's this potential to do something that'd be really cool together with a very small group. And I don't know what it will be or if it'll be in, in the next year or what, but I'm still, that is still on my radar. It's something that'd be really fun to do. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I would love to do one. Yeah. I think to have, I think to have a, a small number of people come to Asheville and we do mm-hmm. Asheville stuff like the square dancing and the breweries and trail running and is that, it's kind of all there is to do, right? Delicious food. Yeah, vegan restauranting. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we could even cook some really good food. We could talk about yep. whatever podcasting. We could talk about running. We could talk about nutrition. I, I think there's potential there to do something really fun. Not, not like a, a not like a big off. 500 person event, but a little thing. No, no, no disc golf. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
You, you could do Disney. Uh, no, I, I think so, too. I think so, too. So I do have one. I have one question to kind of okay. close this out here. Got? And that is number 26 in the last 100 episodes was the big holiday episode of 2016. And we had one of 2015 as well. Can the listeners expect a big holiday episode this I'm year? I'm glad you brought that up. Because that when I was thinking about the end of the year and thinking about party episodes and even the idea of events i don't know i just i that crossed my mind for a second the the holiday episode party and i think we're definitely gonna do that again uh, i don't know how we're gonna make it any different we got to think of some fun stuff to do but maybe we'll <laughs> we i think that. last year we cracked open some kind of special holiday beer or something right yeah we so did we'll have to do that again that'd be fun maybe talk about some mm-hmm. maybe maybe put together our our gift list again Yep. My Kindle Paperwhite <laughs> always, always appears online, and it's kind of my only good, that and like some coffee supplies, and that that's my typical. <laughs> uh, that would be that'd be fun, Doug. We need to we need to do that. You know what? We we haven't we didn't really touch on the, in this episode on the new segments that we rolled out over the past hundred episodes. Mm. We brought out Doug's. Did you know? We brought out downward facing Doug. And I think mm-hmm. only one time we did Does Matt Know It or Matt Doesn't Know It or Things Matt Doesn't Know, Matt. Yeah. which I did know because it was the Walmart one. Uh, no, no, it was the whole You know, one. I saw on your Twitter feed, Doug, uh, the other day, something that I would not have known, and I wish, I wish it would have come up. You made some kind of Rocket Man joke, <laughs> and I, I had no idea what that was. I thought it was like a Rocketeer thing from, remember that old movie? Yeah, guy with a jetpack on, and uh-huh. then I thought maybe there's a new movie out or something that's Rocket Man, and I, I still don't fully know. I I see that just Trump is tweeting Rocket Man stuff to to Kim Jong Un or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that his name? Kim Jong Un. Yep. Okay. Is he the son of Kim Jong Il? Yes. So they changed their last name, but not their first name. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not trying to criticize that culture or something. I'm just <laughs> just surprised by it. Um. So is that what it is? He's Rocket Man. Yeah. So you know he's he's launching all these missiles. These missiles, right? That. And uh, and Trump has started a Twitter war with him and has nicknamed him Rocket Man as like a degrading term. But I was saying that I think that's actually a pretty cool name. Like if someone, if I my nickname in high school was Rocket Man, I would think that mm-hmm. would have been pretty cool. Sounds like a porn star name. No, <laughs> I guess it kind of does. <laughs> Rocket Man. No, I mean I, I think you're like like I'm fast runner. You know, I'm like yeah, like right. Rocket Man. It sounds like a superhero. Right, exactly. It sounds just like a superhero. So Trump needs to work on his on his branding or whatever. You know, his insults. <laughs> yeah, and probably his branding too. <laughs> and I think he has plenty of practice with insults. So I'm surprised that he he screwed this one up, but. Yeah, I mean, anyway, not the, so, anyway that would have been a great. That would have been a great. Uh, no, let's not let's not make this political, Doug. We're not okay. going to. We're neither right, here nor right. there on Trump, as is our official stance. Uh, but I would we're, have we're not. Uh, I would have. I w- that would have been a great. Matt doesn't know it. I uh, think. Yeah. If people know that, uh, do people know Rocket Man? It's, you put it on your Twitter feed. So I'm guessing. I think I'm guessing pretty much everybody do. knows that. Yeah, except for okay. Matt. Well, I didn't. Um. <laughs> Okay, so let's see. So we had that. Uh, Downward Facing Doug, to be honest, has kind of been a disappointment to me. Yeah. It had enormous potential. Um, and it just turned into a complaining hour. It turned me. into you bashing like big, big, fast, casual restaurants and things that didn't match your <laughs> lifestyle stage. <laughs> yeah. And like your customer service complaints. I think uh, we can, I think there's still hope for that one somehow. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe maybe you gotta plan them like before I put you on the spot and say, "Hey, let's do a Doug's Yeah, that's the thing. Is I gotta <laughs> I gotta like come in. Maybe that's maybe that should be the new rules. I always have a segment ready. You always have one. Or maybe maybe you're just a positive person and you don't ha- you don't do a lot of downward facing. Mm. That Which is, be. but see, that's why it's such a good segment. That's why it could be good. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it is such a good segment. That's why there's potential for it to be so good. Uh, uh, but I, I think we need, to, I think we need to keep doing these segments. I think we need to keep coming up with new ones. And we need to keep trying them, and I think we'll learn what works and what doesn't. But to me, they are a fun bit. My, my oh. favorite was always Doug's. Did you know? And you made so so much fun of me for my first one <laughs> about <laughs> poison ivy. That, um, yeah. That, oh, that's, you know. that's part of the fun right so what we're gonna do yeah yeah <laughs> it's true don't forget we had we we tried a few other unofficial bits where oh, we yeah. were like, doing what, what, <laughs> what was the last thing you did last night before, <laughs> last bed. Thing you did before you went to bed <laughs> and we did uh we did weekend updates for a little while oh yeah weekend updates that's <laughs> pretty good <laughs> what so what was the last thing you did before going to bed last night uh i read a book that's kind of boring though. That, that counts as going to bed i think right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, what was I doing? Not, not really anything. Put my kids to bed. Read, read, uh, wimpy kid to Holden, and then. Oh, you know what I did? I did a little bit of uh, thinking about my traveling. I did a little trying to plan a little bit of a trip. I'm speaking in Belgium at the Brussels. I think it's called Veggie World Brussels. Okay. And it is uh, the largest. If I'm, I'm not positive, I'm getting this right. I believe it is the largest, largest trade show, vegan vegetarian trade show in Europe. That's what I was Ooh. described to me as. I don't even know what trade show if that means a consumer show like a veg fest or what. But I'm speaking at that, which is cool. The first time I've done uh, international speaking. If you don't count the cruise, which I don't really, uh, as international, but you're on international waters. <laughs> yeah, you can make an argument. The ship flying a, an American flag, or mm, that I don't know. Mm. But neither here nor there. Uh, so anyway, speaking in Brussels, and it is my wife's and my, or my wife and my, um, our 10th anniversary of, oh, of being married. I guess yes, I didn't that, realize that, that was partly why you're staying longer. Yeah, so we're, we're flying out on our anniversary, which is not, not an ideal anniversary, but then we're going to go uh, spend a night or two in Paris, Doug, which I'm told is romantic. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and then Belgium... For, for just the two days or something, and then we're going to go to Spain for a little while and uh, actually catch up with a friend who we met on the vegan cruise who lives in uh, Spain. So oh, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. I am I am very much looking forward to that. So I, I did a little bit of planning of that trip. That's fun. That's really fun. That is fun. What, did you, what was the last thing you did before bed? You, you played your show, a, so you probably all... I had kind all... of an epic night last night. I'm not going to lie. Because you had the, the show, right? We had the show, and then band went out for... For drinks afterwards, I didn't get home till one o'clock last night. Ah, that is quite late. I know. I never. I mean, I, I don't think I've done that since since Eliza Eliza was born. <laughs> Did you just mess up your own daughter's name? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was that late last night. It was that late. Well, yeah, I, I hadn't detected anything until that slip up. I had I had detected no bit of you being tired or anything. So you're handling it well. Oh, thank you. Did you guys just go paint paint the town red? We like, painted just the town. Get mobbed by people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were like throwing, signing autographs yeah. and getting pictures taken, and it was it throwing was, things out of hotel room windows. Yeah, smashing of things. Of course. And, yep. That's good. That's the way to do it. Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. Good. Uh, there's only at, at at after midnight. There's really only one bar in town that's open on a Tuesday night. 
the Black Mountain Mountain Tuesday night after midnight scene isn't isn't too big. Isn't not not too big. (laughs) (laughs) What what's the bar? The town pump. Oh, that's the town pump. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys catch another band over there? Uh, the bands were were done for the night by the time we got over there. Okay. Good. It was good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. And then I got home. Yeah, so I rode my bike, which was, you know, they were both fun and responsible since I was having some beer. And um, is that is that responsible to ride your bike? <laughs> I mean, I guess you're not endangering than, other people as much, right? Yeah, it's more responsible than driving. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Not as responsible as Uber. No, that's, that's okay. Not not here to judge. Um. Anyway, I, I you know I was exhilarated by it because you know, it was cool air riding mm-hmm. my bike home. Exhilarated, come home and I just start. Like, I, I get in bed and it's like just start talking to Katie about how <laughs> wonderful the night was, and she's like, "It's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you talking to me?" <laughs> that is funny. I've been there, been on yeah. the receiving end of that and the, and the giving end of that. <laughs> All right, good. Well, Doug, uh, the last thing we need to cover is is ancient aliens conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hear. It. <laughs> Uh, I actually, I actually don't really have many. I just, I didn't realize that there were many people who took this seriously, um, and I, I think it's interesting that they do. Not gonna say that I believe it, but I, I think. So you were talking about Incan or Mayan pyramids? Uh, Incan. Okay. Um, it's called the. Uh, so there's this wall, rock wall outside Cusco, an Incan walk, walk, rock wall, which I think was like a. I don't know, fortress wall kind of thing. And the stones are massive. And mm-hmm. they fit together so perfectly well that they're I mean it's it's just unbelievable that anyone could do that in modern day and right. so inconceivable that they could get these rocks up on top of each other and especially to fit so well when they all are shaped so differently. Like it's not it's not just like the same square rocks, you know, like bricks kind yep. of thing. Yep. You know, they're all shaped so differently. Um, it's inconceivable that that anyone that that was possible even now, um, right? And it has to be aliens that, <laughs> that made it happen. It does. So I uh, I read a very similar argument about the Great Pyramid in Egypt. They they said that the I don't know it's only a small amount of degrees off or a quarter of a degree off from pointing to the North Pole, and maybe that difference is only due to time and shifting and things, but that these massive, I don't know if they were 10, 5 ton, whatever stones, that some of them have like a a one hundredth of a millimeter bit of mortar between them, like a fiftieth of the size of a human fingernail or something. And they're that, and apparently someone recently tried, to, like in the 80s or something, tried to do a one quarter scale replica of the pyramid and couldn't even, couldn't even nearly accomplish that uh, to the precision that is that the other one is done. So that, I think that's, obviously the the some of the rationale behind this idea um i i had heard that before never took it at all seriously until i realized that it was part of a much greater thing that people think they actually just have different alien whatever civilizations have made these things on all different planets and uh that that there are all these other ones and phobos on mars apparently has a big thing on it and that the moon the dark side of the moon has these obelisks on it that uh i don't know people think somebody else made so now, now that you've heard that, you're taking it more seriously. No, but I just I found it. It suddenly became way more entertaining to me uh. that that it was like not just a bunch of wackos saying that that 
the pyramid couldn't have been made, so therefore aliens did it. But that people think it's on lots of other planets. It's, it just seems like a more complete story now. That like it's not mm. that our planet, our planet was so special that aliens came to it. It was just that they did it to all these all these different planets. I don't know. So anyway, um, the here's the problem, Doug. I read when I the book that I read this in. It was this book about spirituality. And they were posing this as part, just a crazy out there book. Not not really anything I believe in, but I was entertained by it. And uh, the the guy presenting this material kind of put some like halfway you know some weak stuff that we've been talking about says that and then and then after that in the book refers to himself as like now that we've proved that the pyramids were made by aliens we can accept (laughs) this and this and it it reminded me of the thing about the the vegan documentaries deal when when we were saying like i Mm. I just want more balanced stuff i want someone to like and uh, we go into that whole discussion again right that's not how you make a good documentary by being balanced of course but it just reminded me of like here's something i don't feel strong it's not something i have a horse in the race for to use a, a non-vegan uh metaphor i guess but just this just this purely thing of interest to me this this theory that that the that aliens made all this stuff um i just wanted someone to give me like a straight up sort of like i'm gonna approach this from a scientific view and, and obviously it's hard to find right because the people who who if you come out on the scientific side of that and say that it's not that then you get accused of being uh you know blinded by by mainstream science and stifled by governmental forces and all these things so it's very hard but i just i don't like when i don't i don't like being sold an idea that and someone just doesn't doesn't uh you know address the objections and try to be scientific i just i just hate that stuff yeah so maybe not maybe not take take the idea really seriously but here i am talking about it so (laughs) (laughs) and uh everything we we are the ultimate authority on on all things yes especially uh, this especially this yeah well, we should do a whole episode about about uh, ancient aliens, and did, <laughs> <laughs> because like we got like books. Books is one of our top ten, so I don't see why ancient aliens couldn't yeah. couldn't be up there. Maybe we could make it a rules episode somehow. <laughs> no, maybe a good policy is for us to save these conversations for the very end of of other episodes. <laughs> Maybe, or to, or to save them for when we're when <laughs> we're hanging really. out off air. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, promised this would be a fun one, so that's that's what you get. We, yeah. we we weren't trying to trying to be serious with this one. Um, good. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, Doug. I know you got to go watch Lila. <laughs> <laughs> Her name's not Lila, <laughs> and uh, it sounds like she fell asleep. So so that's right. good. So we can just keep going. <laughs> yeah, we just, just want to hang out for a while until <laughs> she wakes up. That'd be good. No. All right, that's uh, it. But but we should before we go, we should remind people that um, we are doing our first tribe hangout with Sid Garza Hillman, who was the guest on last week's episode and mm-hmm. a frequent guest uh, guest, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, guest on, friend of on the, the show, friend of the show, um, and uh, and that's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna it's gonna be casual. We're gonna hang out like this, take some listener questions, have some good conversation. Um, and uh, that will be coming up next week. So if you want to learn more about all that information, got to join the tribe. It's going to yes. be a tribe exclusive. It's going to be a lot there of fun. There you go. So that one is Thursday, October 5th. It'll be in the evening sometime. I think it will be at roughly 8 o'clock Eastern time. Roughly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> By roughly, mean exactly. <laughs> I just don't remember if we said it extra time or not, but I know it'll be in the evening. Um, so that'll be fun. And uh, just once again, putting this out there, if you like the show, if you appreciate it, if you appreciate that we don't have ads now, and I know we're doing a fair amount of our own advertising for the tribe right now because we need to, uh, but if you like that, if you want to want to keep that 
the, the situation where we don't need to get outside ads, then uh, please check out nomadathlete.com slash tribe and consider joining us. There's a bunch of great stuff in it besides just the Q&As. Uh, Q&As just happen to be my, my personal favorite offering that we are doing. Right. It's an online community, a newsletter, special newsletters for tribe members uh, or post members. and um, Deals. Smoking hot deals. Smoking hot deals. It's it's pretty cool. And, and, and we're not asking for much. No, we're not. Cup of, cu- cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Actually, that is what we want. You have to send us a Starbucks gift card. And you could do that, right? Like some people don't don't like to support the homeless because they think they're just going to go buy beer with it. So if you're concerned that Doug or I is going to just go buy beer with the money, you could instead buy us a cup of coffee, which is what we stated that we want with $3 a month. Yes, that's right. So there you go. Probably wouldn't be as good as actually just, just donating. Because but... <laughs> really what we're asking for is to help keep these mics on. Yes, that's right. All right, well, good enough. I don't want to spend too long pitching this thing, so um, that I think I think we'll wrap it up. Matt, here's to another another hundred episodes. That's right. Let's hope we make it to three hundred. Oh, we will. Don't you worry, Let's listeners. Hope. We will. Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, everyone.